0: Section forty of Curiosities of Street Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony. Curiosities of Street Literature by Various. Division Two, Part Sixteen. The New Streets Act the first clause in this truly farcical and singular act is relating to all regular but not running dustmen that it be enacted that no dustman or scavenger shall dare to sing out dust o" oh, in a falsetto voice between the hours of ten in the morning and seven in the evening and that all housekeepers or lodgers shall place all their cabbage stumps potato peels or fish bones into a frying pan dustpan box or basket chamber utensil or any other utensil that is at hand and place them neatly along the curb so that the children may play at leap-frog on their way to school Two, that no persons shall under any pretence leave any goods in the streets for more than sixteen seconds and a half and any baker resting his basket for a longer space of time shall for the first offence forfeit his basket and for the second be compelled to stand three hours in a flour sack. 3. That no ox, pig, or ass, or any other kind of donkey shall be driven through the streets without an order from Scotland Yard, or the police commissioners may detain them for their own use. And it is enacted that on and after the first day of November, no cabman shall ply for hire unless his cab shall be illuminated and moreover it is expected that each cabman shall be furnished with a transparent hat each hat to have a lifelike photographic likeness of sir rm stuck in the center for that no bus driver or conductor shall allow more than 24 volunteers to ride on the roof at one time and any female with a crinoline more than 12 yards round shall not be allowed as an inside passenger and any person with more than 13 stone of useless fat shall not be considered as a single fare and it is expected that each bus will be provided with a truck to transport all such live lumber to their destination. 5. No walking sandwich will be allowed to parade the streets and no pavement to be disfigured with Reed Fun or Tommy Hawk and any dandy seen strutting about in one of Moses' guinea overcoats will be considered as a walking advertisement and will be punished as the lord erects no playbills bills, sale bills, nor bills of any kind be seen in the public streets and any quack doctor's butler who shall be seen giving out bills relative to extraordinary cures of incurable cures shall be treated as a treasonable offender six all carts go-carts or donkey carts must keep a correct line at least four inches and a half from the curb and old nursemaids who are seen out with a preambulator with more than two soldiers as an escort shall forfeit their last quarter's wages seven and it be enacted that any pug-dog lap-dog poodle-dog bulldog who shall be found lurking about the street without being well muzzled so as to prevent them from picking up the stray bones and such dogs not giving their names and addresses to the police will be treated as bad characters and will be taken into custody that is if the police can catch them, and be detained until their parents or friends can be found. 8. And further that such dogs shall board and lodge at the nearest station house for three days free of expense, and provided with such food, a medical inspector shall think fit, but if not owned at the end of that time, they shall be treated as outcasts and executed accordingly, and their bodies sold for what they will fetch. The proceeds to go towards a fund for the relief of decayed pie shop keepers. Nine. No shoe black will be allowed to polish up your understandings, nor use the words "shine your boots, sir" without being duly licensed according to the Act of Parliament. And no costermonger or costermonger's apprentice shall dare cry, 10 a penny walnuts," within four feet of the footway and any donkey braying without an order from the commissioners shall be taken into custody and fed upon cabbage stumps for one month. 10. With a view to suppress all gaming, all betting men are forbidden to meet more than three together in public thoroughfares, but may victimize as many as they like in the back streets. 11. No owners of soup or cook shops shall dare to sell any stocking pudding that has not got at least two plums and a half in a square inch or they will be compelled to swallow three quarts of double size every day for a fortnight no confectioner shall make or cause to be made any lollipops or sugar sticks measuring more than six inches in length and any children sucking any of the larger dimensions in the public streets will be considered as causing an obstruction and punished accordingly twelve this act is favourable to all cats as we find they are not mentioned so they are empowered to plunder our cupboards and serenade us with their nightly gambols on the tiles thirteen no boy under twenty years of age will be allowed to trundle a hoop upon the footpath except between the hours of twelve at night and six in the morning fourteen no lady after the passing of this act must wear a bonnet larger than the bottom of a halfpenny bun, lest they should be afflicted with the brain fever, nor have more hair sticking out behind than would stuff a moderate side pillow case. 15. No gent shall be allowed to wear whiskers that shall extend for more than four inches and a half from his face, under the pain of being close shaved with a carpenter's hand saw. 16 and all mothers will be compelled to keep a supply of soothing syrup on hand as no child will be allowed to cry during the prescribed hours and this clause refers to all peoples addicted to snoring who hereby caution not to lay on their backs for fear they should disturb the public peace seventeen and no one can be convicted unless seen by a policeman the public are requested to wait until the gentleman is out of sight before they violate any part of this act, eighteen, and as evil doers will be punished by main force, a placard to that effect will be stuck at each lamp post. So much for the new police act. God save the people. H. Disley, Printer, Fifty Seven High Street, St Giles, London. The Poor Law em Question: What is your name? Answer a pauper question who gave you that name answer the board of guardians to whom i applied in the time of distress when i first became a child of want a member of the workhouse and an inheritor of all the insults that poverty is heir to question what did the board of guardians do for you answer they did promise two things first i should be treated like a convicted felon being deprived of liberty, and on prison fare. Lastly, that I should be an object of oppression all the days of my life. Question. Rehearse the articles of thy belief. Answer. I believe in the cruelty of Lord H, Y, B, M, the author of the present poor law, and I also believe that these laws have caused the death of tens of thousands by starvation and neglect. Question. How many commandants have you, and such as you are to keep? Answer, ten. Question. Which be they? Answer, the same which the Poor Law Commissioners make in the Somerset House, saying, "We are thy lords and masters, who have caused thee to be confirmed as bastilles and separated thee and the wife for thy bosom, and the children of thy love." First thou shalt obey no laws but ours second thou shalt not make to thyself any substitute for skilly nor the likeness of tea or any other kind of food or drink except as is allowed in the workhouse for we are very jealous men punishing with severity any transgression against our laws shouldst thou disobey this we shall teach you a lesson that shall last thee all the days of thee life Third, thou shalt labour hard, and for nothing, and none of thy earnings shall thy own. Fourth, remember the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labour hard, and have little to eat. But the seventh day is the Sabbath, wherein we cannot make you work. And so we give you the liberty, for an hour or two, to save the parish their expense of your Sunday dinner. Fifth thou shalt honour the poor lords the commissioners and the beadles. thou shalt not take offence at what they say or do or that they shall be given more miserable in the workhouse wherein thou livest sixth thou shalt commit murder by neglecting thy starving children for we will give thee no assistance to give them food seventh they all shall learn to neglect the dear ties of nature for we will separate thee from thy wife of thy bosom and the children of thy love eighth thou shalt rob thyself of the society and enjoyment of her whom thou hast sworn to protect whilst life shall still last ninth thou shalt be a false witness whenever a pauper dies and should the coroner or jewellery ask how you live why Tell them you live like lords and are as happy as princes. Ten. Thou shalt covet all thy neighbour is possessed of; thou shalt covet his friends, his clothes, and all the comforts which thou once hast; yet shalt thou long in vain; for remember, O pauper!' that's the motto of every workhouse is. He who enters here leaves all comforts behind. lines on the death of an old pauper o oh, englishmen come drop a tear or two while i relate to the thrilling tale of woe of one whose age demanded all the care that love which aged pilgrims ought to share this poor man whose limbs refused to bear the weight of more than eighty years of care, was bought before a beak, worse than a Turk, and sent to jail because he could not work. Weep, sons of Britain, mourn your sighs' disgrace. Weep, English mothers, hug your rising race, and pray to him who gave your child's breath they may not live to die this old man's death in a dark dungeon he was close confined no friend to comfort or to soothe his mind no child to cheer his loathsome dying bed but soon he rested with the silent dead o ye who roll in chariots proud and gay ye legal murderers there will be a day when you shall leave all your riches behind a dwelling with the ever lost to find and your great master, whose name is good, will hold you guilty to your brother's blood End of Section forty